0: chapter five section two of children of the ghetto by israel zangwill this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by adrian Prezellus chapter five malka section two no stand not chattering there she went on come in dost thou wish me to catch my death of cold Moses slouched timidly within. His head bowed as if in dread of knocking it against the top of the door. The room was a perfect facsimile of Millie's parlour at the other end of the diagonal, save that instead of the festive bottles and paper bags on the small side table there was a cheerless clothes-brush. Like Milly's, the rooms contained a round table, a chest of drawers with decanters on the top, and a high mantelpiece decorated with pendant-green fringes fastened by big-headed brass nails. Here cheap china dogs that had had more than their day squatted amid lustres with crystal drops. Before the fire was a lofty steel guard which, useful enough in Milly's household, had survived its function in Malka's, where no one was ever likely to tumble into the grate. In a corner of the room a little staircase began to go upstairs. There was oilcloth on the floor. In Zachariah Square anybody could go into anybody else's house and feel at home. There was no visible difference between one and another moses sat down awkwardly on a chair and refused a peppermint in the end he accepted an apple blessed god for creating the fruit of the tree and made a ravenous bite at it i must take peppermints malka explained it's for the spasms but you said you were well murmured moses and suppose if i did not take peppermint i should have the spasms my poor sister rosina a lava shalom who died of typhoid suffered greatly from the spasms it's in the family she would have died of asthma if she had lived so long no and how goes it with thee she went on suddenly remembering that moses too had a right to be ill at bottom malka felt a real respect for moses though he did not know it it dated from the day he cut a chip of mahogany out of a best round table he had finished cutting his nails and wanted a morsel of wood to burn with them in witness of his fulfilment of the pious custom malka raged but in her inmost heart there was an admiration for such unscrupulous sanctity i've been out of work for three weeks moses answered omitting to expound the state of his health in view of more urgent matters unlucky fool what my silly cousin gittel alavashalom should see to marrying thee i know not moses could not enlighten her he might have informed her that alavashalom peace be upon him was an absurdity when applied to a woman but then he used the pious phrase himself although aware of its grammatical shortcomings i told her thou wouldst never be able to keep her poor lamb malka went on but she was always an obstinate pig and she kept her head up high too as if she had five pounds a week never would let her children earn money like other people's children but thou ought not to be so obstinate thou shouldst have more sense moses thou belongs to my family why can't solomon go out with matches Uh, gittel's soul would not like it but the living have bodies thou rather see'st thy children starve than work there's esther an idle lazy brat always reading masha books why doesn't she sell flowers or stitch buttonholes in the evening esther and solomon have their lessons to do lessons snorted malka what's the good of lessons it's english not judaism they teach them in that godless school i could never read or write anything but hebrew in all my life but god be thanked i have thriven without it all they teach them in the school is english nonsense the teachers are a pack of heathens who eat forbidden things but the good yiddish kite goes to the wall thou didst not even send thy boys to a cheder in the evening (sighs) have no money and they must do their english lessons else perhaps their clothes will be stopped besides i teach them myself every shabbos afternoon and sunday solomon translates into yiddish the whole pentateuch with rashi yes he may know torah said malka not to be baffled but he'll never know Gemora or mishnes malka herself knew very little of these abstruse subjects beyond their names and the fact that they were studied out of minutely printed folios by men of extreme sanctity he knows a little gomorrah too said moses i can't teach him at home because i haven't got a gomorrah it's so expensive you know but he went with me to the best when the maggid was studying it with a class free of charge and we learnt the whole of the tractate nidda solomon understands very well all about the divorce laws and he could adjudicate on the duties of women to their husbands ah oh, but he'll never know kabbalah said malka driven to her last citadel but there, uh, no one in england can study kabbalah since the days of rabbi Falk. Ze Zacha, any more than a born Englishman can study Talmud, there's something in the air that prevents it in my town. There was a rabbi who could do Kabbalah he could call Avraham Avinu from the grave, but in this pig-eating country, no one can be holy enough for Hashem Porocho to grant him the privilege. I don't believe the Shochim kill the animals properly. The statutes are violated, even frum people eat tray for cheese and butter. I don't say thou dost, Moshe, but thou dost let thy children." Well, your own butter is not kosher, said Moses, nettled. My butter? What does it matter about my butter? I never sent up for a saint. I don't come of a family of rabbonim. I'm only a business woman. It's the frum people that I complain of, the people who ought to set an example and are lowering the standard of frumkeit. I caught a cousin's wife the other day washing her meat and butter plates in the same bowl of water. In time, they will be frying steaks in butter, and they will end by eating trefer meats out of butter plates and the judgment of god will come but what has become of thine apple thou hast not gorged it already moses nervously pointed to his trousers pocket bulged out by the mutilated globe after his first ravenous bite moses had bethought himself of his responsibilities Uh, it's for the kinder he explained no the kinder snorted malka disdainfully and what will they give thee for it oh sir thank you in my young days we trembled before the father and the mother and my mother a lover shalom parched my face after i was a married woman i shall never forget that slap it nearly made me adhere to the wall but nowadays our children sit on our heads i gave my milly all she had in the world a house a shop a husband and my best bed linen and now when i want to call the child yosef after my first husband her lover shalom her own father she would out of sheer vexation call it Yechitzkel, Malka's voice became more strident than ever. She had been anxious to make a species of vicarious reparation to her first husband, and the failure of Milly to acquiesce in the arrangement was a source of real vexation. Moses could think of nothing better to say than to inquire how her present husband was. "'He overworks himself,' Malka replied, shaking her head the misfortune is that he thinks himself a good man of business and he is always starting new enterprises without consulting me if he would only take my advice more moses shook his head in sympathetic deprecation of michael birnbaum's wilfulness. is he at home he asked no but i expect him back from the country every minute i believe they have invited him for the pinion hub end today oh is it that today of course didst thou not know Uh, no no one had told me thine own sense should have told thee isn't it the thirty-first day since the birth but of course he won't accept when he knows that my own daughter has driven me out of her house you say not exclaimed moses in horror i do say said malka unconsciously taking up the clothes-brush and thumping with it on the table to emphasise the outrage i told her that when yekatzko cried so much it would be better to look for the pin than to dose the child for gripes i dressed it myself mother says she thou art an obstinate cat's-head milly says i i say there is a pin and i know better says she how canst thou know better than i says i why i was a mother before thou art born so I unrolled the child's flannel, and sure enough, underneath it, just over the stomach, I found—' "'The pin?' concluded Moses, shaking his head thoughtfully. Eh, "'Not exactly, but a red mark where the pin had been pricking the poor little thing.' "'Ah! And what did Milly say then?' said Moses, in sympathetic triumph. Millie said it was a flea-bite. And I said, Got in Himmel, Millie, dost thou want to swear my eyes away? My enemies should have such a flea-bite. And because Red Rivka was in the room, Millie said I was shedding her blood in public, and she began to cry as if I had committed a crime against her in looking after the child. And I rushed out, leaving the two babies howling together. That was a week ago Mm -hmm. and how is the child how should i know i'm only the grandmother i only supplied the bed-linen it was born on Mm -hmm. but is it recovered from the circumcision oh yes all our family have good healing flesh it's a fine child imbra it's got my eyes and nose. It's a rare, handsome baby, Imbreshria. Only it won't be its mother's fault if the Almighty takes it not back again. Milly has picked up so many ignorant lane women who come in and blight the child by admiring it too loud, and not even saying Imbreshria. And then there's the old witch, a beggar woman, that Ephraim my son-in-law used to give a shilling a week to now he only gives her ninepence she asked him why and he says i'm married now i can't afford more what she shrieks you got married on my money and one friday when the nurse had taken baby downstairs the old beggar woman knocked for her weekly allowance And she opened the door and saw the child and she looked at it with her evil eye i hope to heaven nothing will come of it i will pray for yet said moses pray for milly also while thou art about it that she may remember what is owing to a mother before the earth covers me i don't know what's coming over children look at my lair she will marry that sam levine although he belongs to a link english family and i suspect his mother was a proselyte she can't fry fish anyway i don't say anything against sam but still i do think my lawyer might have told me before falling in love with him and yet see how i treat them My Michael made a Misha Berach for them in Shul, the Shabbos after the engagement. Not a common eighteen-penny benediction, but a guinea one, with half crown blessings thrown in for his parents and the congregation, and a gift of five shillings to the minister. That was, of course, in our own Hevra. Not reckoning the guinea my Michael snorred at Duke Plaza's Shul, you know why we always keep two seats at Duke's Plaza as well. Duke's Plaza was the current distortion of Duke's Place. What magnanimity," said Moses, overawed. "I like to do everything becovet," said Malka. "No one can say I have ever acted otherwise than as a fine person." I dare say thou'st could do with a few shillings thyself now." Moses hung his head still lower. "Uh, "'You see, my mother is so poorly,' he stammered. "'She is a very old woman, and without anything to eat she may not live long. They ought to take her into the aged widow's home. I'm sure I gave her my votes.' Uh, god bless you for it but people say i was lucky enough to get my benjamin into the orphan's asylum and that i ought not to have brought her from poland they say we grow enough poor old widows here people say quite right at least she would have starved in a yiddish country not in a land of heathens but she was lonely and miserable out there exposed to all the riches of the christians and i was earning a pound a week tailoring was a good trade then the few roubles i used to send her did not always reach her thou hast no right to send her anything nor to send for her mothers are not everything thou didst marry my cousin gittel alava shalom and it was thy duty to support her and her children thy mother took the bread out of the mouth of gittel and but for her my poor cousin might have been alive today. believe me it was no mitzvah mitzvah is a portmanteau word it means a commandment and a good deed the two conceptions being regarded as interchangeable Nay, thou errest there, answered Moses, Gittel was not a phoenix, which alone ate of the tree of knowledge and lives for ever. Women have no need to live as long as men, for they have not so many mitzvos to perform as men, and insomuch as—' Here his tones involuntary assumed the argumentative sing-song. Their souls profit by all the mitzvot performed by their husbands and children. Gittel will profit by the mitzvah I did by bringing over my mother, so that even if she did die through it, she will not be the loser thereby. It stands in the verse that man shall do the mitzvot and live by them. To live is a mitzvah. But it is plainly one of those mitzvot that has to be done at a definite time from which species women by reason of their household duties are exempt Wherefore I would deduce by another circuit that it is not so incumbent upon women to live as upon men Nevertheless if God had willed it she would still have been alive the Holy One Baruch, Hu, will provide for the little ones He has sent into the world he fed elijah the prophet by ravens and he will never send me to a black sabbath oh you are a tzaddik moshe said malka visibly impressed if everybody knew as much torah as you the mashiach would soon be here here are five shillings for five shillings you can get a basket of lemons in the orange market in duke's place and if you sell them in the lane at a halfpenny each then you will make a good profit put aside five shillings of your takings and get another basket and so you will be able to live till the tailoring picks up again moses listened as if he had never heard of these elementary principles of barter yevarechah hashem bless you and may you see rejoicings on your children's children. So Moses went away and bought dinner, treating his family to some baigalach, or circular twisted rolls in his joy. But on the morrow he repaired to the market, thinking on the way of the ethical distinction between Havros Halevroos, duties of the heart, and Havros duties of the limbs as expounded in choice hebrew by Rabenu Bachiah, and he laid out the remnant in lemons then he stationed himself in petticoat lane crying in his imperfect english lemons very good lemons two a penny each two a penny each end of chapter five